the way. We wanted men. Episode 159 of the Smuggler's Galaxy Podcast, your favorite Star Wars podcast for smugglers in the galaxy. It's a Sunday morning, and we're recording. recording. Jason had to be quiet because Shannon was sleeping right next to his computer earlier. So he had to go over and nudge the bed a little bit and be like, no, no, she got up on her own. Time to get up. But it's a rainy day on in 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 Atlanta, so it definitely uh, has the. Uh, I wish I could have slept in longer, but my but Canaan was like, "It's time to get up." My other puppies were like, "I'm I'm done, man," and uh, he had to get up, and my other puppies were trying to sleep in, and then we got up at like eight. But oh well, how you doing today, Jason? I'm doing well. Yeah, yeah it's a it's a very slow. We've got a lot done so far, even though it's early in the right. morning. But uh, yeah, it's a slow, rainy day, like you said, and uh, just chilling. Yeah, cool. Awesome. Uh, y'all, yeah. Um, I saw y'all had a date night. We had a date night last night, too. So Yeah, you went to a comedian. Yeah, we went <laughs> to see uh, Burt Kreischer down at uh, State Farm. I, I had won tickets on the radio. They were like touting it as, oh, you get suite tickets. It was cool. We were in a suite, but they normally serve food and stuff in a suite when you think suite tickets. Well, there was no food. And the way State Farm Arena has it set up is the suites are kind of off on their own. Um, so to get food, it was kind of a haul to get food, which wasn't bad, but it was annoying. And, you know, uh, one of the better things was there was a nice private bathroom right there. So if you had to go, it was like in and out and you didn't miss a whole lot of the show. But uh, Burt Kreischer's pretty daggum funny. Mm. Uh, he did like... Um, He's he did like an hour and a half, hour forty five minutes, which for a comedian's crazy. Uh, and it was the first one I've seen in a big uh, arena, so that was kind of interesting, you know, as far as that goes. But uh, it was a hell of a show, good time. Uh, I forgot that the Atlanta United were playing at the same time, so we're getting down there, and I'm going my way that the kind of the back roads to go, and then we're driving right by the stadium, and my wife's like, "Is there something going on tonight?" And I'm like, "I." I don't know. And then you see everybody in the uh, Miami jerseys because Miami, the Miami team just signed like this big, big, big name player. Mm. Uh, I, I don't even remember. I don't know his name, but is I know his messy? numbers. Num- huh? Is it messy? Mess- is it messy? I'm thinking it's messy. That's what's the name that's sticking out in my head. But everybody's down wearing pink number 10 jerseys. So you, you knew who they were there to see. Um, mm-hmm. And I think the United ended up kicking their butt. So that was kind of mm. fun. Um, but yeah, it was a good night. Hung out. Get to see some live comedy, get home about, you know, driving home last night. And we're like, let's hit up the Whataburger. So we got Whataburger, waited half an hour in line for Whataburger at like 11 o'clock at night. Whataburger's weird because they were like, there's going to be mustard on this. Uh, Okay. Yeah, sure. Like, they got to clear it with you. Like, mustard, (laughs) mustard. It's, it's, yes, it's fine. Just put this, put the mustard on the burger. Yeah. Put the mustard on the mustard. 
We went which, to um, a cheesecake factory, yeah. which we were trying to figure out the aesthetic of the cheesecake factory because <laughs> it's a weird place. It's like Italian, mm-hmm. but it's not Italian. They're known for cheesecake. So why would there? Why is, is cheesecake associated with Italian people for some, or maybe Italy? I don't know. But then, so they had like Roman columns there. They have you know like marble. They have like plaster chip, but it's not really plaster. It's all painted on there. And then the menu just screams diner. It doesn't. Right. It doesn't scream upscale restaurant. It's just weird. I don't know. Anyways, I'm going nowhere with that. Right now, I've never been to the che- cheesecake factory, so I guess I need to go. But I like yeah. diner food. That, and that's basically what I've heard. It's a it's a high class diner. Yeah, it's weird. It's like. You, it's got this feeling of like an upscale Italian restaurant. Not really, but. <laughs> so you're saying it's not the Olive Garden. It's not the Olive Garden. They try to be the step above Olive Garden, but they serve more than Italian food. You can get burgers. They serve breakfast all day. It's like a freaking diner. <laughs> Jeez. I'll tell you one thing. It's not diner prices. Uh, I've heard it's expensive. Yeah. That's yeah. why it's just a once in a while kind of thing. Well, it's 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 definitely your uh, twenty what no nineteenth anniversary because that was was that last night or that no that's next weekend ahead. No, our nineteenth anniversary is next month. But we oh we next like, month. Sorry, we we're just like uh, this. This will just do. Like we might not be able to get to a dinner next <laughs> month, so we're just gonna call this our anniversary dinner just in case this is not. And the only reason I know is because, like, you know, my wife, actually, your wife did sign up for the pa- painting thing. Yes. So it's the same like weekend as your anniversary. So that's the only reason I know. Cause yeah, my, my wife's painting a picture of my dog for my birthday, like three months early. Yeah. Did you pick anything up? No. Actually, oh. I'm working a deal on some Bill and Ted stuff. So I got to pay that off. And uh, uh, yeah, that's about it. I got some, uh, a line on some 2D bill and ted pre-production stuff so it, uh and it's really cool because i showed you a picture of one of them and you were like oh that's the dude we know yes <laughs> yes so it was rick, rick watkins signature in the corner right so that's kind of cool because uh i was like oh we know that guy um but we'll you see. called it would you call it a post uh display uh it's a uh presentation board but it's more than a presentation board because i believe that's original art cut and put pasted on a uh presentation board yeah so it, it's pretty cool so i had that and then i got a bunch of a uh, lot it's a bunch of pre-production pic- pictures of uh, other hard copies not the hard copies i have but d- a different set of hard copies with like handwritten notes on the back of them so uh we'll see um i got a bunch of tvc stuff nice i got my uh nomad boba fett the one that came in with the uh the slave one that's uh-huh. repainted from Book of Boba Fett that came in in a baggie. So now they throw it on a card back. I picked that up. The TVC Cad Bane, which is a really cool figure. And the TVC Moff Jer Gerard. Cool. I got those. And then I went over. I love going to Second Chance. And I, <laughs> I'm going to um, try to complete my Action Fleet collection. Uh-huh. And, and there's a bunch of variants that I didn't track down. And Chance got like three bins of Action Fleet. He's just like, Go through it. We also oh, found this, and I'm like, it was a, a boxed slave one from 2002. So this was like one of the last wow action fleet ever produced. Uh-huh. And so I picked that up. I'm gonna have to open it. Oh no. Um, I picked up. Are, are uh, you gonna be okay when you do that? Do I need to like 
watch, make sure you don't faint or anything. I might just leave a knife in the room with the family and just step <laughs> out and they can do it. <laughs> I'll do maybe it when be, I come over one day, Jason, and I'll just rip the hell out of the box. Maybe be therapeutic for yeah. the family to do it. <laughs> um, they also had a slave two from earlier in the series uh-huh. action fleet, but I'm looking for a non dirty one. So at some point they spray painted like airbrushed dirt on it. It was just like a splash of gray in a couple of areas. And I thought this doesn't have it when I was looking at it in the store, but um, in the box, it was, it's very tough to see. And I'm like, does it, is it clean? Maybe it's just a very light washing of, of dirt on it or scorch marks. I can't tell. So I'm just going to have to open it to see if it really is the clean version or not, but they did have an A-wing clean. Nice. But this is stuff people don't care about. And I'm very thankful for that because, you know, people would be <laughs> it's, like, it's awesome when you find that niche that nobody gives a crap about and then yeah. you can just exploit it. Cause there's two variants of the hood, the, the, the cockpit. Um, what do you call the top thing that peels the back? Canopy. The canopy. Thank you. There's two different versions of the canopy. There's one where the, this is tough to explain. It's all one piece. It's not hinged. It kind of tucks into a, a hole. Mm-hmm. So you can slide it out and up. And then the, later on, they hinged it. So there's two different versions there. So it's like, if this is vintage Star Wars, you know, people would be like, oh, the hinged version is, is 75 bucks, but the unhinged version is a hundred and, you know, whatever. $2,000. But no, the, these things are still like 10 bucks each. So nice. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, uh, we did. Uh, I'm, I'm, go ahead. No, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll cut you. Well, no, okay. Now you're drinking. So I will say something. When we we did go to Second Chance last weekend, I forgot and uh picked up a bunch of the action fleet stuff, like the little figures, so we can use them for swag for the uh winter social. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can get back to that because this is all part of it. Uh yeah. The A-Wing, there's a there's also a clean version, a dirty version of that. So I got the clean wow. version. There's three different versions of the Imperial Shuttle. Jeez. Yeah, because there's two of the different hinges, kind of like the A-Wing where it slides out first hinged. And mm-hmm. then there's the hinged version has two different versions. There's a clean version, and then there's a dirty version where the there's like dirt running down the side of it. So I was able to pick that up. So now I have all three versions of the Imperial Shuttle. And then I just found about this variant with Action Fleet. The Rancor came with the Gamorrean Guard and Luke Skywalker, and Luke Skywalker was holding the bone. Uh-huh. So as you can put Luke in the Rancor's hand and he kind of pulls him up to the mouth and then you can kind of position Luke with his arms up. So it looks like he's trying to insert the bone. But there's another version where Luke came without the bone. Okay. So I just yes. went over to sec- Second I Chance. I saw you post that, yeah. Yeah. That's the that's the kind of the rare variant. I went to Second Chance. Uh, he had that. The reason I went to Second Chance is because he had, you had pointed this out, an E-Wing minifigure. Right. And so I ran over there like the next day and he's like, oh yeah, I got the E-wing in the back. Oh. Um, so I'm going to buy that. It's missing. The engine kind of slides out on top. Uh-huh. Um, it's missing that piece. So hopefully he can find that piece. Cause I don't want to have, it's going to be incomplete anyways. Cause it doesn't have the R7 droid. Right. Um, Cause he's already sold that off, but to have that and, and no canopy, like if I was going to buy it, I want at least the E-wing to be complete. Right. So well, I didn't pick that up yet, but I will be. Cool. Yeah, and I, I have the pilot here in a separate baggie. 
waiting on on you. Keep keep that away from swag baggy. <laughs> it was because that's not swag. <laughs> no, we had we had uh, put all the swag together, and then I'm like, give me another bag so I can keep this E wing pilot separate. And everybody's just kind of staring at me, laughing. I'm like, no, it's important to keep it separate because I know we're just going to get busy. And next thing you know, the E-wing pilot's going to be in a pile of goo and Jason's not going to be happy. Um, No, I wouldn't be. I want that. I want that guy. guy. (laughs) You were like, I'm running down there now. Dude, it's like Sunday at 630. They closed at six. I'm like, it'll be fine, Jason. I I got it for you. It it was only a dollar. I got you, man. Thanks. (laughs) <laughs> the ewing is not a dollar i'll tell you that much right some of those later episode one action fleets are probably the most expensive um stuff on the market a lot of that action fleet stuff or sorry a lot of that episode one stuff isn't worth much but like some of the later action fleet play sets uh some of the later uh action fleet vehicles themselves those are worth pretty close to a thousand dollars in some cases wow yeah and it, it it is funny how like the stuff that was on clearance, that's the stuff now that people want because nobody wanted it or it got destroyed or, you know, it was been in the bottom of, of clearance bins and all been up and nobody. Now everybody's like, I need to have that one because it was nobody wanted it 20 years ago. Right. And it takes one person, maybe somebody listening to this podcast will be like, oh, man, I need to go after those. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't, Don't do that. Just give me a month. <laughs> give me a month head start there's some limited news yeah uh soka is coming to star tours did i mention that last week with the disney park stuff we might have there was just a lot going on last week so mandalorian's coming to star tours and now we've got the announcement when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That Ahsoka is coming to Star Tours. I wonder if like Skeleton Crew is going to come to Star Tours, and they just haven't announced it yet. But it's all 2024 dated, right? It's it's all easy stuff that they can just throw into Star Tours and be like, hey, uh, you know, I was going to say Ashley, but it's not. It's Rosario. We need you to film like 30 seconds worth of dialogue for this. Yeah, and she can be like, Star Tours, what are you doing here? Um. Do you still listen to Disney Dish with uh maybe yeah. it wasn't yeah that's like my Monday my Monday uh listening podcast same, listening same. but um uh he was talking about the Star Cruiser was that the latest episode or was that in one of his another podcasts? Uh, they talk about it pretty regular so I don't know so most people in the last month or so who've left the Star Cruiser gets a request for like 150 bucks oh yeah, a- yeah 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 that was the light, latest one Okay, in an hour of your time, um, can you give us some information about your experience on the Star Cruiser? And the question is why, if you're um, closing this thing down, do you care what people think about it? Because it doesn't matter. I think I think what Disney slowly realized that Star Wars, like they wanted to create Galaxy's Edge, the whole concept again is that it's going to be your adventure. It's not going to be Luke Skywalker's or... Uh, anything from this the sequel trilogy ray's story this is your story and a that didn't work but b 
um, outside of the original trilogy characters, the other set of characters that are popular right now, Mandalorian, Hera, Ahsoka, Chopper, everybody that they're putting in there in Disneyland is, is what people care about. So I think what what Disney's realizing that, A, they need those characters. This needs to be set in that this time period. Right. You think? This, this is what people want. And B, um, maybe they're retooling the Star Cruiser to become maybe just a hotel where the Mandalorian walks around. They've invested a lot of money, so I don't think they would change the room so much. Mm-hmm. But they can do some subtle things to make it you know, more of that time period and retool it. So that'd be cool. Yeah, and make it maybe not make it a thousand dollars a night per person or something. I mean, I'd still be interested in it, but I I mean, especially if you know, at the very least, huh? At the very least, please don't make it a thousand dollars, make it a couple of two, three hundred bucks a night, uh, and then you get to have like um exclusive access to these characters or not exclusive access to these characters, but you get to have an extended time with these characters. Uh, I would do it, it'd be fun, um, because. When you 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 kind of know when they're coming out, but you see Hera and you see Ahsoka and you see Mandalorian and Boba Fett, and when all those characters come out, they they're they're um, bombarded with people. So if you know, hey, if I spend a couple of hundred dollars and I can go hang out with them, why wouldn't you do that? Yeah, especially if you already need a place to stay. I would like to see them kind of strip it back a little bit. I like the whole idea of. Uh... It being like um, what they call it, the Lark live action role playing, right? Like that's for two days. I'd like to see him just scale it back for a night. Mm-hmm. Uh, you check in at two, you leave at eleven, and in that time on the Star Cruiser, it's like live theater. You know, maybe you've got a couple missions to play, but you don't need people to walk you through that. You just go to lightsaber training, and then you go to the front cabin, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then from seven thirty to nine, there's some sort of dinner show where that the thing happens, right? And then 11 o'clock, you check out and you go to another hotel, you go to the parks or whatever. But I think that'd be cool. Yeah, I think with because it was definitely overload, because if you weren't doing something 24 seven, you weren't going to get what you paid for out of it. And it wasn't a you know, relaxing vacation. Uh, you know, it was something where you had to you couldn't go down there and spend two days and feel relaxed. But Disney's not relaxing, but. Even if it's not relaxing, I enjoy the hell out of going to Disney. Yeah. Um, Deadline is reporting that Lando, the series, is becoming a movie now. Dude, I think we're going to get a lot more movies coming up. I hope so. Like, would you want it to be a scaled back version of um, like a, a Disney Plus movie? Or do you want it to be more of a Star Wars movie? Ooh, I just want a good movie, but... I. See Disney Plus movie it you so you're talking like something that's made exclusively for Disney Plus? Yeah, yeah, like uh what was the sequel Hocus, Hocus Pocus 2. I'd like to maybe a little bit of both because I'd like to see the budget because the you know the the stuff they're throwing at Ahsoka and all the the budgets of these Star Wars movies are million you know are movie budgets. Yeah. per episode. 10 million per episode. Right. Which is cheaper than a movie. I mean, if you're getting a two-hour thing, yeah, um, and they're spending three hundred million dollars on this two-hour thing, and that's not even including marketing costs, which is another. You know, if you spend two hundred million, you're going to market two hundred million. That's usually how it works. Hmm. But where was I going with that idea? 
<laughs> yeah, I, I I just want a good movie. I think it, you know, just I okay, so I gotta kind of go, you gotta kind of go to the left to come back around. But I think with a lot of the the movies right now is we're so spoiled right now with with Disney Plus because look, the Haunted Mansion's coming out the first of October and it's only yeah. been in theaters like two months. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter because eventually we're going to see it on uh, Disney plus, but you know, it'd be fun to see it in a theater. So yes, let's see a the- theatrical release that we gives us an excuse to go see it, but I don't think it's Lando. I don't know if, you know, it's a, if they, if they pitch it and market it right, where this is a sequel to solo, it's uh-huh. just it's like Han is, a character that appears in Lando's story, just like how Lando appeared in Han's story. Uh-huh. Like if it's just a flip version of that. So it's more Lando. Han does come in to help every once in a while, maybe. Um, and then, and so Han, we just know that Han's doing work for Java on the side or something like that. Um, and they market it as if a sequel to Solo, even though it's more of a spinoff, I think it could be successful. Let's do it then. And they got Dan, uh, Daniel, Donald Glover doing it. And he's... yeah. He's a name that everybody knows, so I think it would be successful. Yeah, my daughter loves Donald Glover, but she doesn't like Star Wars, so it'll be interesting to see if she actually pays attention to that movie or not. <laughs> um, rumor has it that Hasbro is going to start a Bring It Back Tuesday campaign instead of like Mando Mondays or Tano Tuesdays, whatever they're doing now. I don't think they're doing anything. Um, but they're going to release the Rumors Black series that we haven't seen in in like 10 years. Hmm. I think this will, yes, devalue the collection of people's yeah. uh, Black Series figures. But just remember that modern figures are not an investment. No. Because Hasbro can do something like this. And, and you buy these figures, you're buying for an investment. You know that anytime Hasbro can re-release a figure and crash the price of yours. So and just love, collect for the love of it. I don't think... That's, that's I'm gonna get off my sandbox. Soapbox, soapbox. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I well, I and I feel kind of I I when I saw that they were releasing the ATST Raider, I was like, oh crap! But it's the same price you paid for it for your yeah. So yeah, I was like, Jason. But that goes to show, like, it was available for 200 bucks at several cons that I've been to. Toylanta, I think PowerCon, there was one there for that price. Mm-hmm. Um. That would have stung if I had bought it for the two hundred dollar price and then they re-release it for eighty bucks. Right. Yeah, because you would have lost a hundred bucks basically. That's why it's a bad and a bad investment. Yeah. Did you see that they were gonna? They'll. Uh, they're doing PulseCon here soon, and that's when they're gonna release the uh, information on Sabine and Chopper. I'm sorry. I'm just, I just realized that there's comments based on what we're saying right now in real time. Yeah. <laughs> what they, did you, I don't know if I should respond to comments. Jordan says to get back on my soapbox. Uh, Jordan, was it? In, I haven't. I haven't seen. Oh, which one are you watching? Because I, the only one I see is a couple of comments on the. Uh, well, that's that's right. Doug was on the Star Cruiser. We need to have him on and talk about. Yeah, we experience. do need to have Doug on. Doug. Doug did make a comment, and I I don't know where. Did you like post it in your personal page? No, it's it's I posted on GASWC, but you have to go into the video itself to see the comments. Oh, okay. I have the video up, but I don't have any real comments. Jerry so. and Randy are watching us right now. Awesome. <laughs> Sweet. He's up. Oh, there we go. Now I got a whole bunch of comments. I read I redid it. Hey, Tony and Jordan and and Jerry slash Randy and Douglas. And 
Zach. Yeah, yeah. we got to get back into uh, <laughs> the show because this is not interesting to listen to. Um, what, what were you talking about? Uh, Chopper and Sabine on on Hasbro Pulse Con. Yes. Is that it? Yeah, I think so. It's. I'll be interested to see what happens with that. Um, before we talk about part five of Ahsoka, I just wanted to say the quality of the storytelling quality, I, my opinion in Ahsoka is uh-huh. much better than Mando season three. And so I'm, I'm wondering if Mando season three suffered because Filoni was more focused on uh, Ahsoka than he was um, Mando three. I don't know. I think Mando season three was sort of bringing it back to Mandalorian versus Din Djarin. I think no, I'm just thinking the quality. Yeah, because Filoni Filoni's attention was in a different d- direction. Gotcha. And now we're Maybe. distracted by comments. <laughs> I'm trying to read it, but no, Jerry's just like, I wish y'all would go live more because I want to yell at you when you're recording. Um, and Tony says, you know, he wants to buy ten year old figures on ancient molds, so he's looking forward to that. But you know, I think Tony's being a smart ass. Probably. It's a good guess. Like whenever Tony cracks a joke, he's being a smart mouth. <laughs> Smarty pants. But Smarty pants. he does Jason make still it. won't curse. It's great. Um, no, I dude, I really enjoyed everybody poo-poos on Mandalorian season three, but I enjoyed it because that's sort of what I've been wanting was let's let's go. Mandalorians are huge. It's a huge um thing that nobody's really covered yet. And then he started covering it in Mandalorian season three. And I, like I said, dude, I really think it's all leading it. This is all leading up to the Filoni verse, Mando verse, whatever we want to call it and bring it on. you know, let, let's see what, what they're going to do because I've also heard rumors that Mandalorian season four is going to be a movie. I, I don't know. I don't, I just, I well, don't, if I don't want them to start doing movies again, I want to see movies again, but I don't want the storytelling to suffer because they want to do movies again. I'll give you this. I don't feel like, uh, um, <laughs> uh, where was I going with that? Oh, forget it. Never mind. Mandalorian I'm, season three, Mandalorian's movies. Yeah, no, 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 no. I was thinking about getting into the show itself. And I lost track of my my thought. Our show or Mandalore? Or- Mandalore. So, oh, 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 back to the rumor. I got you. I got you. Yes. You had mentioned the rumor that season four of The Mandalorian will be a movie. Yes. And normally I wouldn't put much thought or consideration into rumors like that because who knows where that stuff came from is it even accurate but now that deadline is reporting that the lando series is going to be a movie you know maybe mando 4 is going to be a movie maybe this is the the way forward to cut back on the cost instead of spending 80 million dollars on eight episodes let's spend 50 million dollars on a movie right as long as as long as it's good it's good as long don't as let the good. don't let the storytelling uh suffer because of it. I mean, I know a lot of people poo-poo on like the third episode of Ahsoka, but then when you watch it with everything else, it makes sense. At the time yeah. you're like, oh man, it's over and you're mad. But yeah. then when you see it with everything else, it just fits perfect. Yeah. Um so uh part <laughs> I'm five. trying to read stuff you're reading stuff now uh just robert saying something about your date night 
Chris Vargas says, I feel like Filoni was under very strict orders to deliver exactly what Lucasfilm wanted for Mando season three. And he wasn't exactly thrilled about it. Yeah. Favreau. 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 Yeah. I think that's what happened was they were, I don't want to say strict orders, but I think he was under strict orders for the first two season. And the third one, he kind of was a F you to Disney. And he's like, I gave you guys what you wanted the first two seasons. Now I'm going to do what I want to do. And he just went off the, not off the rails, but went total left field with it. Yeah. I think uh, personally, I think seasons one and season two were more character focused on the Mandalorian and uh, what he's doing in the universe and stuff like that. So when they start expanding that and they start, telling more of the world stuff like what's going on with mandalore so it's not just the mandalorian anymore they're trying to fill in what's going on with mandalore and i think as you get as they got further away from that focus of just mandalorian Mm -hmm. uh the quality kind of went off kilter maybe a little bit i mean yeah uh you know mythosaur would have been nice to see more of it than just a tad but like you know but um so yeah Ahsoka season uh, one, episode five, part five, five. uh, Shadow Warrior, written and directed by Dave Filoni. Yes. Thoughts? I enjoyed it. I thought um, I enjoyed it a lot more my second uh, watch because it felt like the first one you were kind of figuring out exactly what was going on. Um, And in the second time through, you're like, why am I crying over space whales? Um, yeah, that was the second watch was much more emotional than the first watch. I guess yeah. the question is, how many times did you cry? Um, because I think the three. record is three, yeah, two or three. I cried, um, when it opens up and you have, um, oh my god, what's C-toss? that? Snow, the droid, oh, Hu Yang, Hu Yang, you have Hu Yang holding Sabine's bucket, you're just like. Oh my God, because they did that very, it was a very emotional scene. And then when Kanan was mentioned and then the space whales. So three, three times. I, so that's I, the most you've cried through an episode so far. That's about three or four times. Yeah. Um, well, we need to know because four cries is a good episode. Three cries <laughs> is decent. Two cries is medium. One cry. Uh, you're getting lazy. Zero cries. Yeah. Watching. Yeah, dude. Um, every That's time Hera, going forward. Every time Hera walks by and you see the, a shot of her butt, I cry because it's just so good looking. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. <laughs> no, um, and also I, you know, I, I think it's you know when the space whales when that the ending. I don't. Um, I think you you're like. But you know what's coming. You know, you know you're finally getting a, some closure, or at least, if not closure, getting the start of something. You, you know, it, it's it's uh, <laughs> Robert. It's like a big apple you want to bite. <laughs> um. Oh. Okay. Great. <laughs> Off the rails. Yeah. So, um, yeah. One of the first things you always know, see several shots of sea toss and Hera lands the ghost and she starts exploring around. And we I get also kind of tear up when I see the ghost in live action flying around. I'm it's sure. Awesome. I'm sure. Um, and so, yeah. So uh, she finds Hu Yang. There's that emotional beat where 
uh, he's holding Sabine's helmet and says, I told them they should have stayed together. And it's almost like he's feeling the guilt yeah, for not ensuring that they stayed together. I, I, I got to say, dude, for a droid, they do an awesome job with Hu Yang. He feels so human and he's yeah. a freaking droid. Yeah. I think it's because of the blanking and the vocalization. It just he he, he shows so much emotion. He does, but he's also thoughtful and because he was very careful on it, with the way he described Anakin to Hera. Because mm-hmm. later in the episode, Hera's like, what was he like? And, and he could have said anything about Anakin, kind and, and smart, but also d- determined and, and impressionable, I guess. Right. Um, but instead, he uses the word intense. So yeah. he was very considerate the way he described Anakin to Hera. And Anakin was very intense. Yeah. But anyways, um, we're back in the world between worlds, and Ahsoka is confronted by Anakin Skywalker, who informs uh, Ahsoka that she lost the battle uh, against Balin, and Anakin remembers that it's good that she remembers, because that gives her the opportunity to choose between life or death. Right. And Ahsoka is told by Anakin that Anakin's there to finish her training, and she says it's a little too late for that, probably assuming that you have to be like, <clears throat> if you're 13, you can become a Jedi. If you're 20 or older, you can't because you're past that Padawan age. Right. So I'm wondering if she attaches some age to when you can become a Jedi and she's too old for that. Anakin informs her one is never too old, Snips. She agrees to learn the lesson. Uh, the lesson is live or die. You know, choose to live or choose not to live. To go right. the other way. Um. Ahsoka says that she won't fight him as he pulls out his lightsaber. And, and Anakin says that he's heard that before. Referencing uh, Luke in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Um, carbon which... dating this post-Return of the Jedi. This is not Anakin from Episode 3 pulled through or jumping through before he turns to the dark side. Yeah, that kind of... I, I, I think that's what threw me off the first time I watched this episode is because you're hearing all this stuff and you're like, wait a minute. We're, you're you're trying to figure out is it the world between worlds what's going on is it real is it in her head is it where is anakin you know is he a force ghost what 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 all is going on and the second time i was just like shut up brain let's just enjoy the ride um uh, yeah so it is the world between worlds but i think it's quite literally the world between life and death yeah. in this case so i do think it's real i think anakin is a force ghost um, I do think this is Anakin Skywalker after he's turned to the light side at the end of Return of the Jedi. Well, why did you keep seeing him jump back and forth between Darth Vader? It was part of the lesson because we can get into it because I've seen a lot of interpretations about what this episode meant. Uh-huh. And it gave me a lot of anxiety trying to figure that out because you, uh, one can't be right, one can't be wrong. Right. And, and I've kind of given up watching those because everybody's wrong. The only person yeah. that's right is Dave Filoni, and he proves everybody wrong in the next episode. So I made I lots seen, of... I haven't seen one be right so far. I made lots of notes about what I think this episode means. Okay. Um, so hopefully, you know, using what we've seen on screen, we can... And, and without drawing in things from, like, in this book, Ahsoka says this, and in this Clone Wars episode, in this Rebels, like, I brought it all to what we've seen so far in Ahsoka. Okay. I, that's the lens I'm viewing it through. So, um, let's see. Back on Cetos, uh, Jason is listening to the waves, right? As radar scans at the the dish, his little radar dish on top. Um, 
Carson Teva name drops that Senator Senator Organa is going to try to buy some time, meaning that she's in with the fight against Thrawn. That's awesome. That was a cool. That was. Did I just hear that? Yeah. Yeah, you did. Um, the New Republic is uh, shutting this whole thing down. This whole mission to try to find out if Thrawn's trying to come back, which is kind of weird, but it just kind of folds back in what we've seen in that one episode of The Mandalorian season three, where they're not really focusing on arming themselves or being defensive it's just like no he's gone the threat's over right they're more worried about politics than they are protecting themselves yeah um i thought this was cool for a number of reasons jason says he can feel something in the water and as they close their eyes they can listen to the waves um hera listens and she's like she's just very supportive like you've got this new republic fleet coming to get you you got to go find ahsoka and jason's like no we got to stop and listen for a moment and so even though the clock's ticking Hera takes the time to kind of to listen to her son right and to, to hear and to, to and to trust him and believe in what he's saying so they do close their eyes and uh you start to hear the sound of lightsabers out there um so ahsoka uh, sorry Hera believes that Ahsoka's still out in the water somehow so right well you also got to realize Hera's seen some weird crap too so she she knows that you know, she knows the lineage that her son has. So, you know, so, you got to kind of just listen. So that that was important. But it, I think it's also important because it grounds where the world between worlds is right now. Right. And it's through the force. Like everything they're happening is through through the force. It's not an re- actual realm. It's like they're living in the force for a moment. Mm-hmm. So much so and so close to Jason that Jason can feel it. That it's right. real. It's happening. But it's happening in the force. Either that or it's happening um, like in a third dimension, like right here, like you guys are here and the world between worlds is here type thing, like right over the veil, like on the yes. other side of the veil. I would think maybe this is the veil itself. Okay. That we're in the veil. Because once you pass through the veil, you're dead. You can't go back. Okay. But she, but because she's got the option to live or die, she is like the veil itself. Like she can fall either way out of the doorway. Okay. That makes sense. Um, I also wanted to, <laughs> I was being snarky this morning. I also want to thank Floney for not adding another annoying kid to Star Wars because Jason's not. <laughs> He's good. Is he earning your name? Um, we'll see. TBD. TBD. <laughs> TBD. He's not like Ezra. Ezra was a punk. Yeah. He was always getting himself in trouble. Um, but Jason's like respecting his mom. He's doing what she asks. He doesn't like, she's like, go hide over there behind chopper you don't see him go so cheesy i'm sorry i'm like oh my god like chopper is gonna really protect you but maybe he will I don't he's know. he's a war criminal so he'll blow up the planet before he lets anyone harm jason <laughs> oh that was so bad but then it's like they've done that before so they have like their own little uh hand signals and stuff worked out so he knew exactly what to do um yeah back in the world between worlds um Anakin does his trademark spin move. So it's something Hayden Christensen came up with while rehearsing for episode three. What was this move where he swings it and then he swings it behind him and he comes back around? Yeah, I I had to pause a minute and be like, dude, after like, because I watched the first one on Tuesday and then I think I watched my second watch was like Thursday night and I had time to process everything. And you're watching all the social media stuff and people blow up and then you realize that 
this is stuff people's been waiting a long time for. And, you know, you're seeing, you know, Clone Wars people. This means just as much to Clone Wars people as this does to us Rebels people, you know. And when you watch it from that lens, it is something totally different. Uh, you know, that that half an hour of TV of that battle was incredible when you look at it through the Clone Wars lens. Yeah, it was very. It, there was a couple moments that were like, "This is pretty incredible to see Hayden Christensen look exactly like the cartoon, right?" And to see it like, "Oh no!" Like if you work it the other way, where this is the the live action version, they turned it into a cartoon. Like, oh, I could see that too, right? Like, I thought yeah. they did. Uh, it was w- w- very well done. Um, after the second watch, I was like, man, imagine. Because after the first watch, you were like, why would you want to see this in a theater? And then after the second watch, you're like, oh, this would have been awesome to see in a theater. Yeah. Um, It would have, with the community crying yeah. together. Um, <laughs> Ahsoka kicks Anakin in the face, confident that she's learned everything she needs to learn from Anakin. So this is like a waste of her time. Mm-hmm. And Anakin says he hasn't taught her everything yet. He slices the bridge. And Ahsoka falls, 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 falls down to uh, the clouds. And then she's covered by the fog of war. Uh, phase phase one clone troopers run right past her. She stands up. She looks straight out of the Clone Wars, which just kind of goes to show that she was like animation kind of hides the fact that she's a teenager. Right. She doesn't come across as a teenager, but she is like young. Yeah. Too young she's... to see the, the war. Right. And have you seen the memes like when she stands up and like, this is the Clone Wars. And it's like everybody else going, it's Clone Wars. And then Anakin's like, of course. Of course, yes. <laughs> of course it is. Uh, they've nailed the look. It looks phenomenal. Yeah. Um, Ahsoka kind of wonders where she is right now. And Anakin tells her, um, you tell me why, why I'm here. It's almost like this is a self-discovery. It's not for Anakin. It's something for Ahsoka to figure out. Yeah. She doesn't understand what's going on, and and Anakin says that's her problem. Um, they they all run to battle. There's explosions everywhere. Uh, Ahsoka, like everything explodes, and there's a moment of war, and they kind of fade to post-war. And no, wait. Oh, as they're running, Ahsoka asks her, "What about the training?" And Anakin says, "This is your training." Yeah. Um. So I guess the question is: Is that a re- replay of something that happened in the Clone Wars, or is that something that's going on right now? I, I think it. I, I saw something like it was the first battle of the Clone Wars and the last battle of the Clone Wars. So it was a yeah. bookend of battles for Ahsoka. Yeah. Um, did I accidentally delete a lot more than I needed to? Because there's oh, that oh, whole oh. section. What did you? What did you do? I thought I wrote this down, but there's that whole section where they're standing around. Oh no! So yeah, I did delete too much because of the cut to the post battle of what just happened. Clone war, clone war, uh, clone troopers are lying on stretchers. Ahsoka takes the hand of one of them. The clone trooper grabs her hand and, and kind of pats it like, "Thank you for your support." Anakin um, says that she needs to go with him and attack more droids. Ahsoka is weighed down by the cost of war, the loss. The it just doesn't seem like something Jedi should do in her mind. Um, Ahsoka says that all the deaths of the clone troopers are her fault because she's right. the one that lead them. 
led them, lead it. <laughs> but she's a more teenager. coffee, Jason, this morning. Probably she's a teenager. Yeah, and she's leading clone warriors into battle. Yeah, I mean that's what Jedi did, dude. If you really look into it, Jedi are real a holes because they will take babies away from their parents and uh oh you have the force we're going to take you away as a baby and then raise you as your own and you're never going to see your family again yeah um yeah it was all manipulated that's not what jedis are supposed to be they're supposed to be guardians of the peace as anakin says later in the show right but um anakin says it's their job to lead the clone war so ahsoka's wrestling with that fact that she's led all these clones to their death um, she says this is not what we trained for, and Anakin says that they have to adjust to the times. This is what they're needed to be right now. They're supposed to be keepers of the, the peace, as Obi-Wan told Anakin a long time ago, but now things have changed. Anakin tells her that she needs to become a warrior, uh, uh, a soldier, and that's what she's supposed to learn, or supposed right. to be. Um, Ahsoka asks if this is what uh, she has to do to train her Padawan. So she's still thinking about Sabine here. Like, do I really need to train? Cause that's all that I guess she was training her to be was like a warrior. Right. Now that we go back and think about it. Yeah. So maybe she's carrying on what Anakin taught her. Maybe. And she doesn't believe it. Yeah. I think all of this, now that you're saying that, I, I think it's all because Oh gosh, her trying to figure out how to train Sabine. I mean, this may be the whole thing about the season too, because that that they lean on that pretty hard. Yeah, maybe she, maybe Ahsoka could find a new way to train more right. like monks. Yeah, Ahsoka asks, you know, Anakin, like, what if I want to stop fighting? And Anakin says, then you'll die, which ties back to the whole thing with the start of the the episode where Anakin says, you have the choice to live or die. So mm-hmm. if she stops fighting, she's going to die, which is, I guess, what happened with Balon. Like, maybe she just didn't have her heart into the fight or didn't believe in the fight. Yeah. I don't know. Balon was, was she was overmatched by him. And and I really, I'm, I'm trying to think how to, it. we, I don't think we've seen Ahsoka's full potential in this, in her live action. Because in Clone Wars, she was a badass and yeah. live action, like people are getting the better of her. You know, um, my Marin, uh, what's the the lady's name? The the witch. The Mor- Morgan. Morgan. Morgan Elspeth. She was getting the better of her. She should have kicked Morgan's ass. Yeah. And if she was in the right frame of mind, she would have given Balin a better fight for her money. So I think something's been going on with her. And we finally saw the conclusion of it in this episode. Um, it could have been the guilt. She could be living with the guilt. Yeah, because I was just thinking about this. So the next shot after Anakin says, then you'll die, he turns around and he walks towards the battle. And we get this incredible scene, maybe like my favorite scene from Star Wars since Vader appeared on the deck in Rogue One. Uh-huh. Um the fog kind of consumes Anakin and there's an explosion and we see Darth Vader walking away. Yeah. And so um, what's going on here? I think this is what Filoni's saying. Uh, Anakin walks away and says, you'll die. So Ahsoka is watching Anakin with that, that path, like the path of death. Mm-hmm. She essentially, she did stop fighting. She walked away from the Jedi order. Right. And, and so here we see, 
her stop fighting, right? Yeah. And that's what she's done. So she's watching, she's seeing Anakin turn into Vader, turn back to Anakin. So I think that's a display of her guilt. Okay. So she's chosen to, to quote, die because she walked away from, she stopped fighting. And so now she's watching Anakin watch away, walk away because of that choice and feel that guilt. So that ties back to what you're saying. Right. And now that she is right. Right. Uh, And, and it was her getting away from her guilt and, uh, you know, letting Anakin fall and all this other stuff. And I guess it was the guilt of Anakin and the guilt of the, uh, clone troopers leading them to death and she just had a lot of guilt i mean she you know she's carrying you, a lot yeah and the last time we saw i see her in clone war she's 19 20 years old mm-hmm. um back on CTOS, x-wings are scanning the water carson isn't getting anything he's not getting any readings he says harris says to to widen the search and he's like well we're gonna lose our fuel reserves <laughs> harris yeah. like i appreciate it yeah, <laughs> that Go just goes crash. to show she's a good leader, right? Um, let's see, Hera asks Hera, Hera asks Hugh Yang, Hu Yang, sorry, that she uh she constantly ignores orders, um, but she came to CTOS anyway. Uh, she says that's why people like her because she cares about people, yeah. Hera says that Ahsoka is tenacious, Hugh Yang says she's just like the master. Which Hera asks, you know, what was he like? And he says, intense. Right. Chopper finds uh, something out in the water. So um, they go race towards that. Back in the dream world, Ahsoka is at the end of Clone Wars, at the Siege of Mandalore, wearing what she wore you know, at the end of the, the show. She's fighting off Maul's troopers, which it was cool to see those. Darth I was Maul waiting to Mandos. see Darth Maul like, pop out, too. That would have been badass. Yeah. She's more experienced as we cut in there. She's not just running with the sabers. We saw her in the first dream sequence. This is, you know, she's fighting with double lightsabers and doing all the moves that we know she can do. Right. Um, at this point, she has walked away from the order. So I guess. So, yeah, she's walked away at this point. So maybe in the previous scene, I don't forget it. Where she sees Anakin, like that's a symbol of time passing and him turning into maybe maybe i i I did enjoy the the exchange that anakin and her had because she was like i don't remember that he was like i don't remember this battle and she's like oh we've parted ways between then you know this is when we part ways um right before that we do get a captain rex cameo it would have been nice to see tamora morrison in that There'd be a lot of de-aging going on there. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe. I, I did find it interesting how they kind of hid all the, the clone troopers' faces because you knew that would have been expensive CGI to do that. Mm-hmm. They got to, you know what they're doing? You know what they're doing? What? They're saving it for Zeb. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to get there. Um, Ahsoka, yeah, like you're saying, um, delete more than I need to. Yes, Ahsoka watches the devastation as the clone troopers kind of move on towards war. Anakin mm-hmm. appears behind her in full episode three gear, and he says that he wasn't pre- uh, present for that battle, which means that this you know isn't time travel. This is like a dream sequence. Mm-hmm. Um, he says that it looks intense, and she says it was. He says uh, she aged well. Uh, she's become a warrior, as he trained her to be. 
Um, and he says that he's passed on all the knowledge he, he ever knew uh, or possessed as he learned from his master who learned that from his, she's part of that legacy. Right. And Ahsoka says that her part of that legacy is death and war, which she doesn't approve of. And it can says that she's more than that because she, he is more than that. Because if he's giving everything that she has and she has it all, she's got more power in her than she realizes because Anakin was so powerful. Right. Uh, even Ahsoka says that you're more powerful and dangerous than anyone realized. Anakin is upset by that. She's learned nothing um, because, again, she's more powerful than she realizes. She doesn't believe in herself, which I think is part of this dream thing. Yeah. So they must go back to the beginning, live or die. He ignites his red lightsaber and his Sith eyes, which was awesome. Um, Anakin kicks her. They they fight for a brief moment. Anakin kicks her back into the world between worlds where we hear briefly Vader yeah. breathing. Um, before we see Vader walk out, but then it kind of switches back to Anakin uh, because of the fog of war. Mm-hmm. Sorry, you're getting excited with uh, Vader's breath. No, just the whole Anakin, uh, the transition from Vader to Anakin, then back to Vader, and then Vader, Darth Vader before he got the suit, and just that whole interaction was was incredible. Um, Anakin yells at her. She has a lack of conviction. Mm-hmm. Uh, which again is a lack of belief in herself. So she's dealing with guilt. She's dealing with the fact that she doesn't believe in herself. Anakin says it's time to die. Um, Ahsoka doesn't have a lightsaber at this point, but she's able to dodge Anakin's and take it from him. She gets close to Anakin and slowly her eyes turn from normal eyes to Sith eyes. Um, it's not there at the start of the clip, but it's there at the end. Um, Dave Filoni, man. Yeah. But she tosses the saber off the bridge, much like Luke does at the end of Return of the Jedi, and says she chooses to live. Mm-hmm. Anakin steps away. Um, the Sith eyes go away. He gives her a smile and says, then there's hope for you yet. Anakin disappears. Uh, so the things that I think I learned from these dream sequences is that A, Ahsoka wants to live. B, she believes in herself now just because she's part of Anakin's legacy doesn't mean she will follow the same path. Hence the, the the idea that she can actually toss the saber away and not fight. And she can no longer carry the guilt of walking away from Anakin right. any further. Cool. Yeah. Moving yeah. on. Yeah, moving <laughs> the on. <world>. Uh, <laughs> um, the world between worlds collapses and she's kind of coming out of the force back into the water. There must be like some sort of force bubble. Maybe that's what Anakin, uh, sorry, what Chopper and, and Jason were able to pick out. Yeah, either that or they she finally came back into the real world. Yep. Uh we cut back to the interior of her starship and she's like in the darkness, but the light kind of fade the the light opens up onto her. Right. So she was in darkness, she's in light now. That's what the metaphor is. Yeah. Um uh she wakes up and Hu Yang is there and gives her a sheet to wear. Uh, Jason says that he heard Ahsoka fighting when Ahsoka walks out and he gives her a hug. And um, were you not weirded out by her not having her headgear? Yes, that was weird. (laughs) That did not look right. (laughs) I watched that and I was like, wait a minute. I I saw that. And then I started looking at her. Is it her? Is it? No, I don't. I want to call it Klaatu, but it's wrong. Her head, her head piece. Yeah. And I was like, she's faded. You know, it felt like it yeah. the headpiece had faded. Maybe it was because she didn't have her headband on. Um, and then she throws on a white outfit. And I'm going, don't tell me this is how she's going to be Ahsoka the White. 
where it's yeah. it was something incredible, but it wasn't what we were expecting. You know, it's, we were expecting this grandiose thing, which it was grandiose, but it wasn't as grandiose as we were expecting. And she becomes Ahsoka the White. And I'm like, please tell me she's not just snaps her fingers. I'm Ahsoka the White now. No, I don't think she realizes it, but she has gone through a transformation. She has let the weight behind her, the weight that was inside of her behind her, and she's moving on and, and moving to a lighter path. Yeah. So I think it was a pretty good transition. I think it was worthy of becoming Ahsoka the White. I don't know. Yeah, it was. It just wasn't. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not poo-pooing on it. Don't get me wrong. But it's like everything in our head cannons are so much huger than what it is. And then it, it takes a half an hour to fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're all like, Oh my God, that was incredible, which it was. Um, I'm just, was more, it? huh? But was it, what was it? I thought it, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I'll see what they do. <laughs> Did you like yeah. it though? Did you like it though? Um, yeah, no, I, just her transforming like the, the physical, like, it was like, oh, I have a white outfit in my ship. Let me go get it. Or, oh, look, you guys washed my clothes. Let me put on the clean clothes or whatever. That's how it felt. Um, the actual physical trans- transformation. We saw the mental transformation with Anakin, but the physical physical was just like, I've got some clean clothes. Let me go put them on. Maybe. <laughs> um, again, Jason says that he heard Ahsoka fighting. And he wondered who she was fighting with. She doesn't answer, but I do think that's confirmation that it was a real place that happened in the force. It wasn't a dream. Yeah. Um, it wasn't a hallucination. It was an actual thing that happened in the force. Right. Hera wants to know where Sabine is. Ahsoka uses her force echo abilities introduced in Jedi Fallen Order to uh, read the map and try to figure out what happened around it in the time that Sabine had left. Um Obviously, she's gone to another galaxy with Balon. We've already seen that. But there, she's decided to go find Ezra, which means Thrawn as well. Uh, she establishes that Sabine was alive when they shipped off. So who knows what's happened since they've gone into the other galaxy. Um, let's see. I can go back up to Ahsoka and finds an answer with the Purgles. She decided that the Purgles can make jumps across the galaxy. That's where the, the map came from from based on their path through yeah. the through the one galaxy to another so they don't skip it or they go to the right place in the galaxy um she thinks that she can use the purgles to go find ezra and sabine hey, yeah <laughs> um <laughs> no no you're right you're right i'm i'm adding my color right now because you know, you have her doing the force echo, which she kind of you kind of saw a little bit. Now all of a sudden she's really good at force echo. And now all of a sudden she can talk to um animals. It's like she has is becoming everything. You know, she's becoming more powerful than the most powerful Jedi we've known. Um and I think it from her going to something from something that annoyed the crap out of people to being a oh my god, the most powerful Jedi in the galaxy. And you know, to see a character do that is it, something pretty cool because I remember, you know, seeing her in, in Rebels and knowing what she is, and then seeing Clone Wars and going, ah- Ahsoka's annoying. You, you know, and being like, I hope she transitions into something more and we actually got to see a character grow up in Star Wars and become the most powerful Jedi in the galaxy, which is what Ahsoka's becoming. 
We get another cameo from Mon Mothma. What? Nothing. You're laughing. No, nothing. It's just uh, move along, move along. Uh, well, yeah, yeah we've got. <laughs> oh, we're past an hour. Oh my God! We're past an hour. So let's see your mom Mothma be a little bee. Come on. Yeah, she says that they're shutting things down. That um, Hera is not listening to orders. Um, she needs to come back and answer for this. They're going to strip Hera of her title general, probably because she's, like I said, ignoring command. Uh, and she needs to bring Ahsoka back for testimony to say, no, Thrawn is a real issue. Uh, Hera's not being crazy. Um, but despite all of that, despite the trouble, uh, Hera decides to help Ahsoka because she believes in doing what's right versus doing what the Republic is telling her to do. Right. You well, take she, off. You know, once a rebel, always a rebel. Always a rebel. So they fly into the clouds. Um, and that's where they meet up with the Purgles. Ahsoka is in full white gear now. I mean, she's like the oh. white Jedi. She's no longer gray, as people might say. Uh, right. Ahsoka steps out onto the wing of the ship, and much like we saw her communicate with Grogu in the Mandalorian, she uses this feeling kind of communication with animals. I think yeah. that's what Ezra's probably strength was, because he used to talk to animals all the time, including the Pergles. Right. Um, so Ahsoka's able to do that. She's able to speak with them. The fleet shows up. Uh, Carson Tiva does his best to buy some time as Hera and Ahsoka, you know, communicate and try to get uh, uh, an agreement, an accord, so they can take them to this new galaxy. Um, Jason asks his mom about the Purgles, and she says that the Purgles will take Ahsoka to where Sabine is, telling the audience exactly what's going on. Thank you. We know now. And just like the stories, that would make it like number five. Just like the stories you used to tell me, mom. Yep. How the Pergos took Ezra and the bad guy away. And you're just like, damn it. Was this a crying moment? It, it was getting close. I was also drinking a beer and smoking a cigar when I watched it the second time. So I'm sure that helped. But yeah, yeah that was a that was a tearing up moment, too. It's like anytime you mention Rebels, boom, here they come. Yeah. The Pergo opens its mouth and they fly the ship in. Hu Yang asks, asks if the Pergo knows where Sabine is taken. And uh, Ahsoka says, I have no clue. No idea. <laughs> But it's better than going nowhere. Uh, Carson actually, we cut back to Carson Tiva, and he's actually telling the fleet what's going on. And Hera calls in and says, you got to move out of the way because uh, there's a flock of purgles coming in the direction. Yeah. And so the music swells into this moment where uh, Hera and so uh, Ahsoka have a brief moment of goodbye. Hera says, may the force be with you. And the purgles fly off into another galaxy, which... When the end credits came on and we see this map and lines connecting things, mm -hmm. I'm wondering if that's just the migration pattern of pearls in that galaxy. It, it could be because from what everybody is keep, they keep saying that the map is following the migration of pearls. Oh, so people are saying this It's not new. Well, no, no, no. If you, if, if, if you watch the, you know, when they're talking about the map in the show, they're saying that it follows the migration uh, of purgles which but would I, make sense huh i assumed that yes it makes sense um but i assume that it just went from that planet to the other planet in another galaxy that i i thought they were talking that's the migration mm -hmm. i think when you see that end credits that's the migration pattern of where purgles go from one planet to another to another and then they go back to sea toss and then they fly out to the other galaxy 
Okay. I think it's the same thing. I think that, I, I think, think they're it's one bigger. and the same. Right. I think they're one and the same. I think the map and the migration p- patterns of pergols are the same thing. Forget it. I'm just repeating things now. Yeah, we're just say a migration pattern of pergols per, pe, 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 so many times. <laughs> but anyways, yes. It was a good episode. I liked it a lot. Uh, very emotional, especially on the second viewing. Yes. And uh, we've got three episodes left and i would assume that two of these episodes are about finding ezra or meeting up and then the last episode is some sort of big battle where everyone realizes oh thrawn's back yeah and yeah and we cut to the empire winning the battle maybe and that's the end of the show i don't know yeah i I think you're right because there we've seen the the only picture we've seen of thrawn is him in his full regalia on the ISION. So there's they're gonna meet him and he's there, he's gonna be, you know, I doubt he's in his full regalia after 10 years uh in uh exile. So yeah, it'll be pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. I yeah, and then I, I think you're gonna have them come back to the galaxy and Hera go, told you so, and then boom, big battle and so like you said, and yeah, it, it, it's I think the way you're right about it being that the Empire is going to win on this one or Thrawn's going to win or whatever, because the New Republic is not ready for a battle. They've yeah. they've you know, when you see the fleet and it's three ships, you're like, something's wrong with this. Well, is that the entire fleet or is that just part of it? I, I would assume it was just part of it. But the way they were talking was it was the fleet and it's three ships. Well, if that's the entire fleet, they are not ready for what's about to come. (laughs) And I'm curious if Thrawn, you know, if Thrawn's had 10 years and he got sent into space with three or four um, Star Destroyers, he's going to have at least two Star Destroyers ready ready to go. Yeah, and and then all the other remnants of the Empire, the Shadow Council that we saw in the Mandalorian Season 3. Yeah. They'll all just you unit uh, unify underneath Thrawn, and then you've basically got the Empire back. Yep, because they haven't gotten rid of all their stuff yet. No, they haven't, and and you you can you just feel it. And then are we going to get? Then we're gonna, dude. It it is. If Dave with Dave feel Filoni, the excitement flow through you. Yes, with Dave Filoni at the helm of Star Wars for the next forever, uh the next. Wow, dude, we are going to have some amazing, amazing content come out in the next five to ten years of yeah. Star Wars. I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, what am I? I don't know what I'm trying to say. Good. Episode. I, I've got a couple of other notes, but we'll, we'll oh, get read there. your notes. Well, no, I'm my my only concern. Okay, so let's get back with Ahsoka. I think this is like a baptism for her with with the whole water and everything mm-hmm. um, because she was messing with the dark side up until now and she huh she was she was and she couldn't find herself and she was looking on the dark side and and then all of a sudden you know because water and baptism and everything and then when she came out of the water you know it was a resurrection basically um and now she's a soak of the white and she has her head her head straight and she's back in the right headspace and she can use everything she's learned and now she's a silk of the white and is on her path to be the most powerful Jedi in the galaxy. Yeah. I, uh, 50 points awarded to Glenn for coming up with the right answer. Yeah. And I also want to see more chopper, man. It feels like the robot's not working or you can only do one thing at a time. 
I'm Maybe. seeing a lot of Chopper, but when you see him, he's standing still and going. Or well, this is moving. about this. The focus on this show is on a different droid, not Chopper. So, but you know what I mean when you see Chopper, it, it just look he looks bad. He looks like the shark shark in Jaws. You know, it's like Chopper's not moving. So you, uh, <laughs> sorry, reading the comments, but um, you know what I mean. It's like I, Chopper, I know what you mean. Wrong be- with him. So he's not moving a lot or something. I or maybe it's the writing. I don't know. I know what you mean because like I missed R2D2 from the sequel trilogy. All the focus was on BB8. Yeah. So now we're all the focus is on Hu Yang, not Chopper, just like all the focus was on BB8, not R2. So I understand what you're saying. Right. Robert is saying if I lose my train of thought, I should think about your date night. At uh Cheesecake Factory? I guess. I don't know. He said something about somebody said something about you losing your train of thought got, talking about date night earlier, but I got uh s'mores cheesecake. <laughs> it's, best. it's the best. Yeah. Um any other notes? Not really. I want to get serious for a minute and then I'm going to kind of, then we can close it out. But um, I just, shoot, I'm sorry. I, I had some, we had a, I'm trying to think how to put my words together real quick, but it's the whole thing with, if, with suicide, you know, I, I if you guys are having issues, man, like there's a number nine, nine, eight, eight, man. Call it, call me, message me on Facebook, something, you, you know, there's, there's a lot of help. Don't, don't go down that road because we've had it in the Star Wars community. I've had it in my personal life like 20 years ago. And last week, one of my neighbors did it. And when you see you, when you go down that road, you don't see the aftermath. And when you're, you know, you come home from work and there's a ton of cop cars in your neighborhood. And then you see your wife come in in tears because you find out what one of your neighbors just did. And, you know, this is a couple that we used to see walking their dog every day, jogging. We saw her jogging all the time. And now you don't see that. It, it, um, it hits you, you know, and when you, when you take that action, you don't see the aftermath of what you're leaving behind. And it just, it, it's a very, you leave uh, your whole loved ones and people you don't even realize in a very dark place. And, uh, it just really sucks. So, you know, like I said, man, nine, eight, eight, just call that number. There's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of help out there. If you ever go down, you want to have the feeling that you want to go down that path yeah. and, you know, don't, don't do it, man. It, it, it's not worth it. Think of, think of, uh, who the ones you leave behind that, you know, you think it's, oh, I'm in so much pain and I just can't deal with it anymore. And uh, you got a lot of you. There's a lot of friends and a lot of help out there um, to not go down that path. So just just take a minute and take a take a deep breath and make a phone call. So I hate to end it on a bad note, but or a sad note, but I just I have to get that out there. You know, it's important. It's important to me because I, I just sorry that happened. Yeah, it sucks because we, we drive by his house every day and um, it's the people that did the Christmas tree lights, dude. Oh. Yeah. So I mean it and now you get now it hits you because you're well, like, I know. Your Christmas yeah, tree it's lights. not faceless to me anymore. Right. And, and you know what I mean? It's like the the people that um you know, it's like that's not gonna be a thing next year, uh, this Christmas because of, of tragedy that happens. And um, you know, yeah. it's just important, man. Don't don't do that anymore. Don't don't there's there's too much to lose by doing that, and you leave too much too much behind. 
Yeah, so reach out to someone this week. Uh, get your prostate pot, prostate <laughs> checked. Remember that one? Yeah. Yeah. Do that and, and uh, have your pet spayed or neutered. Yeah, this is the way. <laughs> I'm not going to do the full spiel. I mean, it's just going to get silly again. Yeah. So, thanks for joining us, everybody online. We'll see you guys uh, next week. Peace. This is the way.